Thank you for checking out this episode of Wiregrass Daily News Sports. You can find the podcast over at wiregrassdailynews.com or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please follow, rate, and review. Leave a review, and I will read it on a future edition of the show. And if you just leave four stars, you are just a straight-up hater. You can follow me on social media over at pjordansec. You can email me at sportstalkfieldjordan at gmail.com. Welcome to Wiregrass Daily News Sports. This is your daily look at sports in the Wiregrass and the Southeast. Dothan Wolves on 96.9, the legend producer, Philip Jordan, breaks the news, covers the games, and talks to experts in the Wiregrass and Southeast. And now, Philip Jordan. What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Thursday edition of Wiregrass Daily News Sports. I am your host, Philip Jordan, in-studio host and producer of the Wolves Football on 96.9, the legend and Auburn writer for last word on college football. It is Thursday. We have a big, big game tonight locally here in college football. Of course, the Dothan Wolves are playing on Thursday night, too. So while you're listening to the Dothan Wolves, if you're at home, if you're not at Repute Stadium, Mute the TV, listen to the 96.9, Jerry Coleman, Ken Lambert, and myself bring you all the action between Dothan and Jack High School. But also watch tonight's big game between South Alabama and Troy, nationally televised, uh, 6.30 kickoff. And I had to reach out to somebody to talk about this game, preview this game, and talk all things Sunbelt. And joining me right now on the show is David Schultz. He is the host of Sports Chat from 3 to 6. Central Time on 103.3 The Goat. You can also listen to them every single day and watch them on YouTube as well on the Locked On Sunbelt podcast. And uh, Dave, I appreciate you coming on the show and uh, talking all things Sunbelt and the Troy Trojans with us today. I appreciate it, Philip. Thanks for having me on. Oh, yeah. It's always good to talk to you. You're my go-to guy when it comes to all things Sunbelt. Anything going on in the state of Louisiana, you've got it. You've got it covered, especially there in Lafayette. And just, you know, this whole season, just, I guess I want to start off with that, just, just to sum out overall, has anything surprised you this season? Uh, well, uh, ODU is probably one of them. ODU's played really well. Probably, I think it surprised everybody. Their over-under wins was like one and a half to two. And they're in the Sun Belt race. Um, and then South Alabama, they may be one of the biggest disappointments in the country. They were supposed to be Tulane. They were supposed to be, uh, they were supposed to be um, JMU, and they're a very average football team. In fact, they're probably below average, right? Because they don't have all these close wins. It's one thing, like the Vikings got a bunch of close wins last year, and then they had a bunch of close losses this year. Well, when South Alabama loses, they're getting hammered. They're getting hammered by Tulane. They're getting hammered by uh, the Cajuns. They let a, you know, they get out to a quick start against Central Michigan. That, that was a close loss, but it was embarrassing loss. Um, I, I, I still don't know what's wrong with them, uh, per se. So, you know, I don't think this is going to be much of a battle for the belt. Is what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> well, no, I'm in the Wiregrass area, so a lot of Troy fans here, they'll be happy to hear you saying that. Uh, right. Yeah, and I guess, you know, the whole thing, too, with James Madison, once again, you know, they can't play in the championship game. Uh, they would be the front runner to host it, and they are the best team in the league. 
uh, this year. And they got to be looking over there at Troy. So, man, Troy's going to get to host this thing again. We beat Troy. Uh, you got to think if that is the case at the end of the year and James Madison keeps their record as it is, they're going to have like, hey, hey, y'all, y'all won it, but we had a better record and we beat y'all. Sure, they can they can do that. I happen to think right now that Troy is the best team in the Sun Belt. I know they have a couple losses in JMU doesn't. One played K-State and one played Virginia, so that's not exactly even. And I know JMU beat Troy, and I think that game was in Troy. Mm-hmm. So they you know, they got they slipped right past them. That was game three of the season. All right, I think Troy has given up like twenty three points in the last four games combined. Their defense is spectacular and all of a sudden Gunnar Watson is thrown for like 400 yards and then you throw in Kamani Vidal and you know all of a sudden Troy has an offense that matches the defense so I happen to think Troy is the best team right now unfortunately for JMU you know they knew what they got into when they signed a two-year transition period they only care they only care about it now is because well they're undefeated If, if they were in South Alabama shoes and they were four and four no one would care Right, they wouldn't mm-hmm. care, and it should be noted, according to Shane Metlin, the the beat writer uh, for the newspaper there in Harrisonburg, covering the team. It's everybody else who's going to bat. And as far as JMU cares, this is settled. They signed the you know two year transition. They asked for a waiver. They were denied. This was like back in June. You know, this is over the summer. The, they, the waiver was denied. Everybody else is just doing it to try and get involved, right? Uh, you know, one of the JMU podcasts had the Virginia Attorney General on. Uh, you got some other state senators and, you know, representatives trying to get in on the action as well. So everybody else is fighting for JMU except JMU. They, they, it's kind of settled in their mind. And, you know, we have this saying here in Louisiana, probably everywhere, you know, it is what it is. It stinks for the players, but they, it's not like this is a surprise. It's not like anything changed. They mm-hmm. knew what they were getting into a couple of years ago. You know, it stinks. I don't like the rule. I think it's a stupid rule, but it's not like anything changed based on what has happened over the last couple of years. Uh, the only thing that would change uh, would be for the positive, not for the negative. Um, you're right. They probably upset, you know, uh, with Troy hosting again. Uh, JMU let Coastal Carolina know how they felt uh, about them last year. They destroyed them. Uh, and then Troy destroyed uh, Coastal Carolina. So we'll see how it, it, it wraps up. Uh, JMU's got a big ball game this week against Georgia State. See how they rebound after their tough loss to Georgia Southern. Uh, but right now, I have Troy as the best team in the Sun Belt. They're playing the best in the Sun Belt. They destroyed Texas State on the road. JMU slipped by ODU uh, last weekend. Yeah, and, and talking about you know teams when they transition, I believe Appalachian State went through the same thing. I think they had a lot of the best record or one of the best records, and you know they were kind of in the same boat too. I mean, they that was before you had the Sun Belt Championship game. But I think App State or right. it was either App State or Georgia Southern uh, when they made their transition. I, I think they both did it. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know the history as well as I should, but that's <laughs> correct. Teams had teams had to wait. I think the difference is that JMU has played for the last two years a full FBS schedule mm-hmm. so this is what i was told by people um someone who was asking about this in years past they don't want they don't want teams you know going up to fbs recruiting at fbs level and then coming back down to fcs and i'm i'm thinking you know if i can figure out how to prevent that why can't anybody else right first of all if you go to fbs level you have to stay for 10 years 
right? And then mm-hmm. if you go back to FCS, because that's the decision you've made, you ain't coming back. Just know that. There is no waiver. There's no, uh-oh, we screwed up. No, 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 no. And it doesn't matter if a new president or new AD, they knew very well what the deal is. And so you can prevent, you know, trying to go up and down uh, the way I guess the NCAA thinks that may happen. But I, you know, I'm not oh. sure how many teams have actually done that. Yeah, it's uh it's it's interesting and it's impressive what they've done and I I really didn't intend to go down that rabbit hole, but I'm kinda glad we did. Oh <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's always great to have these conversations. You have what you wrote down, you know what you're gonna talk about, but then other stuff pop up, you you know, you gotta discuss it. Sure. Uh South Alabama and Troy and you got to see South Alabama, uh, of course, uh returning. You know, you were in Mobile for a few years there covering this team, now back in Lafayette covering the Raging Cajuns just I was kind of surprised keeping up with scores on Saturday, 33-20. to 20, uh, Louisiana won. Not that Louisiana won the game, but just the turnovers and just the bad play by South Alabama. Uh, what did you see you know, from both squads on Saturday? Uh, Louisiana, I mean, South Alabama did absolutely lose that ball game. It was more of the same from South Alabama. They got punched in the mouth when they you know, a missed on a fourth and one, and they didn't get, they didn't score at all in the second half, in the first half. Right, this is a team that put up 110 points in two ball games, and you know there's been games all year, whether it's college or pro, uh, Philip. That I'm wondering is, is is the team we're seeing that good, or is the other team that bad? And in this case, uh, you know the opponents for South Alabama were Arkansas State and Southern Miss, and they were that bad. Or maybe it was ULM. I'm sorry, it was ULM and Southern Miss, and it was they were that bad. Because there's no way. I mean, the Cajuns are good, but they got they're beat up on defense. They should not have won that game the way they did. It was 17 nothing going into half, and South Alabama didn't do anything except that one drive in the first half that they got stopped on a fourth and one. Now they come up uh, and score quickly twice in the second half. So good for them for coming out. But they let the Cajuns get away with like a third and ten, right? So there were five turnovers and five sacks and the big fourth down stop. But the big play in the game was a third down and 10 completion to the tight end that he caught. He probably caught it for four yards and ran for 10. Like, there's no one covering him. So, the net, like, two plays later, Jacob Cabote runs for 56 yards. If you, if you cut down the tight end and it's a 20-14 to 14, uh, Cajuns lead, South Alabama could score a touchdown for the third straight possession, and now it's 21-20. Now you have a football game. Instead, it gets to be 26-14, Cajuns went for two for some reason. And then there was the uh, sack and turnover again, the, the scoop and the score. So you went from the Cajuns up uh, 20 to 14, facing third and 10, and up by six to then all of a sudden, I mean, I don't even know if it was six plays later, total, uh, 33-14. And that was the end of the ballgame. Um, Cajuns looked really good. South looked like they kind of looked like all year. They, they, I don't know if they weren't into it or – they feel the pressure of the expectations, and they fall behind. You know, and now Carter Bradley may be hurt. We'll see. Came on like not a lot, you know, going to say anything before he has to. Uh, but he got hurt on a foolish two-point play at the end of the ball game. He tweaked the knee, so he had to get help uh, coming off the uh, coming off the field. So I think Troy. I don't think this game is going to be close. Watch the line. The line was six. Uh, it went down to five and a half. I've seen it five. Uh, in places, but if that line jumps, it might mean that Carter Bradley's not playing. So pay attention to the line if you're interested, although in that state you can't really do anything about it yet. 
<laughs> no, 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 no. You can't do that. You know all about that. You talk about Troy. Yeah, defensively, I think a lot of people coming through this year were thinking, okay, are they going to take a step back? Carter Marshall's not there. And he's not the only top talent they lost from last season, but, you know, he's the headliner uh, for what he did with his career. But like you said, you brought it up, the amount of points that Troy has given up. Seven against Georgia State, that's, that's a team with a really good quarterback, Darren Granger, good running back, too. Arkansas State was feeling pretty good about themselves, I think, coming into that game. Only three points. Army zero. Then Texas State last week was one of the better offenses. I know leading passer, I think, or T.J. Finley was high up there at least. Uh, they they stifled them. They scored on the opening drive, and then after that, they kicked two field goals. Uh, I know Coach John, John Summerall said uh, it was a bend but don't break, and we bent a little bit too much, but they never <laughs> broke much uh, in the game. But uh, what's been your, your takeaway just watching this Troy defense this year? Well, it has improved. All right, they they definitely struggled uh, to begin uh, to begin with, right? Uh, replacing Carlton Marshall is a big deal, right? You can talk about all the experience that guys have had because you know he would get banged up every now and then and not play, so they had experience. He's still they're still not Carlton Marshall, right? Mm-hmm. And so Troy, Troy, I think Troy gave up uh, one thirty-point game last year, and that was on the Hail Mary against App. Uh, they did not allow another team to score 30. They gave up 30 or more in the first two ball games of the season. One was against, like, Stephen F. Austin, I think, and the other was K-State. Again, no shame with K-State, but that's not the Troy that we've known. Uh, they turned it around in a loss against JMU. Uh, holding Western Kentucky to 24 is actually pretty good, and then the defense has been really good. So they have figured things out. You can see the improvement as the season has gone on. That's why I don't think this game is going to be very close. I think Troy is a better defense than the Cajuns. Uh, last year, South Alabama scored a total of six points against Troy's defense, uh, I, and that was at home. I think it's going to be. I think it's. I'm not sure this game is going to be very close. Like like I said when I started. Yeah, and the thing was with Troy this year, you know, last year that was a 10-6 to game, and that was kind of like during at least a regular season. A lot of the it was the case a lot of times with Troy. The Defense plays great. The offense might do just enough or make a few plays in the second half to come away with a seven, ten point victory. But this year, offense has picked up. I was wor- worried about the offense line. Like I know Coach Summerall talked a lot about going into the year that the offensive line, losing some players there. They seem to play better. And like you said, Gunnar Watson is playing really well these last few weeks. Uh, almost threw for 400 yards in Texas State. And then, hey, you got to worry about Kamani Vidal, too, because when he just rushes for 50 yards, they're almost unbeatable with the Trojans and what they've done offensively. Yeah, they had to replace the center, right? That was the big one, but they had to replace mm-hmm. some other guys as well. Uh, and so that's that's the one unit that really has to play together, right? The the running backs, you know, don't necessarily complement each other. Maybe the wide receivers complement each other, and the defensive guys all, you know, defensive line got to be all on the same page. Maybe the corners, but if one guy screws up in the offensive line, that's a problem, right? And then the quarterback is on his back, or the running back gets stuck. That's the one unit that has to know what everybody else is doing, uh, and that takes time, right? That's not something – I don't think you come out of camp like that. You hope you do, but, um, you know, I think that takes time as well, and, and you, I think that part of Troy's game has improved as well. 
Yeah, wide receiver. I th- I think maybe not talked a lot a lot. Jabri Barber is their leading receiver, and that's a he played for Dothan, so very familiar. The audience is at least oh. with Jabri Barber and uh, Chris Lewis. I guess it feels like every week he's one hand catching something, and then even right. um Deshaun Stoudemire and Devontae Ross. So they've got. I think they're a better team at that spot than they were last year. Would you agree? Well, Barber certainly had a ball game this last time out. Right, ten catches, one hundred sixty yards. Like you said, Lewis always seems to catch like four four balls for like ninety yards and a touchdown or two, plus a hail mary thrown in there. Uh, yeah, I think they're better. I think they're not going back and forth between quarterbacks, so mm-hmm. that's got to help everybody from the offensive line to the wide receivers, right? And and it's got to be so much more comfortable for Gunner knowing if I do make a mistake, slough it off and come back uh, and don't make the same mistake twice. And he's been he's been really good, certainly better than I expected this season. Yeah, so it's 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 gonna be an interesting game. I know you pretty much told us you think Troy's gonna win. Uh, do you have I like do. a a score prediction on that? I'll go thirty-one fourteen. I don't yeah. think it's gonna be close. I really and, don't. And that kind of feels like the, the score. I'm all over the five and a half. Yeah, and that feels like the score that Troy's had a lot lately too. Like they're kind of right. close in the first half. They still have some red zone issues. I think kicking field goals and not capitalizing on some situations there but then it's always seems like in the second half troy will extend the lead and put the game away yeah it'll be um if south is in this ball game i think it'll be on the offensive side of the ball somehow they have figured out what to do with troy um but we'll see it's a short week and carter bradley's banged up a little bit so before I let you go, you know, go back to the Louisiana Raging Cajuns. They are sitting at yeah. five and three overall, two and two behind Troy, yeah. uh, one of the many teams that are two and two uh, in the uh, Sun Belt West. And, and this is a team that they they beat Texas State a few weeks ago, thirty four to thirty. Last week we talked about they beat South Alabama thirty three to twenty. And of course, in a few weeks they will play against the Trojans. Uh, just, just you Correct. know where this team is at right now as we kind of hit that stretch run of the season. Well, they're playing with the backup quarterback themselves, Zeon Chris. He continues to improve. I presume he'll stay there, uh, depending, you know, whether Ben Woldridge comes back healthy or not. I think they're going to ride or die with Zeon Chris. Uh, this team has gotten better every week. Like, the defensive line gets better. The offensive line gets better. The wide receivers had an off week against Georgia State, and then they're making all kinds of contested catches against the Jaguars. Uh, the Cajuns are basically right where they want to be. They can't stub their toe against Arkansas State. Arkansas State's another team. They lost like 110 to three in their first two ball games, and they're actually in the Sun Belt race. They need some help because they've lost to Troy, I believe. But yeah, you mentioned that. So they're going to need some help somewhere along the way. But they could get it from the Cajuns, right? If Arkansas State beats the Cajuns and the Cajuns beat Troy, they'll get a little bit of help. Uh, I think the Cajuns are in a good spot. They just can't stub their toe against Arkansas State. They're a big nine-and-a-half-point favorite. They should win the ball game. Arkansas State's getting great production from Jalen Rayner, the, the true freshman. You don't see that very often. Uh, they need to make him beat them instead of the running game, uh, make him throw the ball. Uh, I think the Cajuns win this one, but this is, this is a great definition of a win and move on. I don't care what it looks like. They don't need style points. They just got to get out of Jonesboro which is a great title for a country song. Got to get out of Jonesboro uh, and, uh, and with a victory. And, uh, and then you get Southern Miss on a short week, and then you get a couple extra days to prepare for Troy. 
Yeah, that one is going to be a big one. A big one. The next to last week of the regular season. And I said that was the last yeah. question. I, this is the official last question. We talked about James okay. Madison, the start. That's over in the East. So I, I want to right. get you right now as we go in, you know, four weeks left, uh, as we, we look ahead, Georgia Southern's would be the next team, three and one. Then you've got Georgia State, Coastal, Old Dominion, and App State with all two conference losses apiece. Uh, who do you like to come out of the East? Well, you have to give the you have to give the the, the lead right now to Georgia Southern, right? Mm-hmm. Their only loss is to uh, JMU in the Sun Belt. They beat Georgia State. I'm doing that by de facto. I don't know. Again, I think Troy is the best team in in the division, so I would probably pick Troy, but I. Wouldn't be shocked if the Cajuns went into Troy and beat them. Uh, but that's still, like you said, a couple of weeks away. Who knows who's going to be healthy at that point in time? And, you know, who knows if somebody doesn't trip up along the way? Uh, but Georgia right now, the de facto has to go to Georgia Southern. Um, although, again, watch out for ODU. They got a ridiculous schedule. They're a game behind, um, but they still play. They get coastal at home this week. Then they play Liberty, which doesn't matter outside of Liberty. And then they finish up with Georgia Southern and Georgia State. So, as they say, ODU still con- controls their own destiny, right? If they win out in the Sun Belt, they'll win the division. Uh, same with Georgia Southern. I presume Georgia State needs some help. So, uh, I still like Georgia Southern. Let's see if ODU can surprise Coastal Carolina, and then they're right in the middle of that, uh, of that Sun Belt East pack. That would be the surprise of the season not troy not jmu not south alabama but if if odu has a chance to win the east with two weeks left that would be the biggest surprise of the season yeah and they played really well against james madison this past saturday i was watching some of that game they did that was a that was a good game came down to the very end so uh they're playing well and uh, it looks like a lot of these teams in the center playing well. i mean you've got a lot of the, the division races are very close i mean pretty much marshall's out of it in the east i mean they're one and three i mean i, I would and then yeah. monroe and southern miss are bad they're both winless they're both zero and five on the other side but outside right. of that right. the rest of the conference is, is pretty solid so yeah arkansas state's in it right yeah. arkansas state's in it in the west so yep Oh, Butch Jones, uh, he was always the gift that kept giving when he was at Tennessee. Uh, but anyways, uh, David, it's going to be a lot of fun how this race ends up with the Sun Belt, uh, how the game ends up on Thursday night. A lot of people around here, right. I hope you're exactly correct on the Trojans taking a, a somewhat easy victory over South Alabama. But if the listeners and viewers want to check you out, where can they find you and all the work you're doing? Well, you can uh, you know listen to 103.3 The Goat. That's the radio station. Uh, Schultze cast is the pot or the lockdown. I'm on Twitter at Schultze cast, or you can, you know, download a uh, lockdown Sunbelt. You can subscribe on YouTube. Appreciate it. Uh, Philip real quickly. If Alabama can hold, if that, if Alabama can keep that game in the twenties, the tide have a chance. If that ball game gets into the thirties or forties, it's going to be LSU. I agree with you 100%. And uh, I'm still torn on where I'm going with it. Uh, and the audience is going to have to wait until Friday's podcast to find out. There you go. Uh, but well anyways, done. But anyways, David, I appreciate you uh, you coming on the show, and I look forward to doing this again sometime. Thanks, Philip. Always appreciate joining you. 
96.9, the legend is your connection to classic country legends. But Digio Strategies has other options too. News Talk 103.9 is your source for America's top news and entertainment shows like Rick and Bubba in the morning, Glenn Beck from 9 till 11 a.m., and Clay Travis and Buck Sexton middays from 11 a.m. till 2 p.m. Sean Hannity, Lars Larson, Ben Shapiro, Matt Walsh, and others fill your day with the latest news and views from America's top conservative voices. America at Night and Coast to Coast AM keep you company and connected throughout the night. Plus, Fox News, the Alabama Radio Network, and Wiregrass Daily News keep you informed with national, international, state, and local news. And with more musical choices like all the hits, 106.7 KMX, Today's Country 95.5 WTVY, and Music 107.7 Digio Strategies gives you more choices and more variety. Listen on air, online, and on our apps. 96.9 The Legend is just the beginning. The Dutton Wolves return to Ripu Stadium this Thursday night when they host Jag High School out of Montgomery. It will be the regular season finale before the Dutton Wolves get ready for the playoffs. Pre-game will start at 6.45. Kickoff is at 7. Jerry Coleman and Ken Lambert will be on the call. And me, Philip Jordan, will be back at Studio Control keeping you up to date on all the scores in the Wiregrass. And also make sure to check out the Jed Kennedy Coaches Show on Wednesday. Coach Kennedy will break down last week's win over Opelika and also preview the matchup with Jag High School on Thursday night. You can also check out the Jed Kennedy Coaches Show on the Wiregrass Daily News Sports podcast feed. You can check out the Dothan Wolves post-game show as a podcast on Friday morning right here on the Wiregrass Daily News podcast feed. Now back to the show. All right, once again, thanks to David Schultz for coming on today's edition of the show. Now, that's going to do it for the show today. Remember, you can follow me on social media at PJordanSCC. Podcast is available on all your favorite podcast platforms, including go over to wiregrassdailynews.com. We're on the Wiregrass Daily News Facebook page today as well. So if you leave any comments on those, we'll, we'll talk about that on some future editions of the show. Now, tomorrow on Friday, be joined by Matt Lowe from fieldlevelmedia.com, where we will look ahead for the football weekend, big games in college football in the SEC. We will be previewing Alabama and LSU and some other big games and some games involving Southeast teams in the NFL, the Atlanta Falcons, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the New Orleans Saints, teams like that. So we'll be breaking it all down on Friday's episode. So I hope you will check that out. I hope everybody has a great Thursday. Remember, the Dothan Wolves will be playing in their regular season finale. Now, the playoffs are coming next week, but the regular season finale tonight, Thursday night, they will be playing Jack High School. 645 is when pregame starts and kickoff is at 7, 96.9 The Legend. Check it out on radio. Check it out on app. Jerry Coleman, Ken Lambert, and myself will be giving you all the coverage tonight. They'll be calling the game. I'll be keeping you up to date on all things going on around the Wiregrass. Hope everybody has a great Thursday. We'll talk to you Friday. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to today's Wiregrass Daily News Sports. Make sure to tune back in tomorrow for more of the sports you love in the Wiregrass. Check out the podcast at wiregrassdailynews.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Continue the conversation and connect with Philip on social media at PJordanSEC.